Welcome to the Shepherd's Crick Podcast. This ministry exists to provide coaching, resources, and events for pastors and church members. My name is Jared Sparks. Join me as I talk pastoral ministry, applied theology like manhood and womanhood, political theology, and cultural analysis with a little bit of hunting and fishing thrown in. I'm a husband, a father, and a pastor, and I'm here to remind you of the chief pastor and our king, Jesus. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Shepherd's Script Podcast. I hope you guys are all doing well. Long time no talk. We've been having a really good time. We are counting down the days until Oak Stonewall is born. He's going to be born here at the last of October or the first part of November. So we'll see. We're going to be st- uh, scheduling a C-section and just pretty excited about that. You guys can be praying for Jordan and that uh, baby number four gets here and gets here healthy and strong. One of the uh, things I wanted to, to remind you of is the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. We've been having a little bit of a delay in getting that recorded and out just because of, uh, you know, just several things. Yeah, I mean, you guys get life, but that's going to be back up and going here very soon. And then probably a little time off, obviously, after the baby is born for both of us when it comes to recording. So those are just a few of the updates. Also, the Sons and Slaves podcast, that's going very well. Having a great time. If you've not yet started to listen in on that, then would encourage you to do that. We're talking about rites of passage. We're talking about raising sons into men. And we're going through the book Boyhood and Beyond by Bob Schultz. And it's uh, chapter by chapter of really good lessons for young boys that are also applicable to men and just helpful, I think, through and through just to anybody who would who would want to listen in. So if you want to check that out, that'd be great. We would really appreciate it. Okay, we're going to go ahead and pray, and then I'm going to help you navigate thinking through the news, media cycles, and what's happening in Israel right now. Anytime that there's any discord or violence or anything happening in Israel, people wonder, is this something of prophetic nature and what are we to do with Israel and how do we think through Jerusalem and what's going on with Muslims and all the Palestinians and Israel? How, how do we think through all the conflict and as it relates to the scripture and our obligations as Christians to be praying and thinking through what's happening in global conflicts, uh, nations against nations, and in particular when it comes to Israel. So let's go to pray and ask the Lord's help and we'll trust that he gives it. Father, we just thank you for this time. Ask for blessing upon it. Give me wisdom to be as faithful as I can biblically and to encourage people here. If uh, just we're wondering what to do, as, as the news ramps up and there's terrible things happening in the world that's brought right to our face, it hits us uh, in our mind and affects our hearts. And we, we're just, when we see awful situations, we grieve. And the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you work inside of us to want to pray for people. And so help me to help everybody listening to navigate this kind of stuff in the best way possible that we would be faithful to do what you called us to do Um, in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. So news and media. If you don't know the news and media, especially mainstream media are the equivalent of the gossip in your local high school when you were growing up or the gossip in your church that needs to be corrected or the gossip at the homeschool co-op or the gossip at the factory you work at or in the business that you own. Gossips are everywhere and they are not to be trusted. When somebody listens to a gossip and spreads along information or news or takes that news to heart, what ends up happening is we can actually participate in this sin and be influenced by the gossip to then also be a gossip. And one of the things I think is important for us as Christians is to consider when we get news from a gossip, the source. And we should, one, correct that in the Lord. If they don't know the Lord, we should let them know that this is not appropriate behavior, whether they're a Christian or not. Gossip, Gossiping is, is never good. It's never an honorable thing. And God will hold people accountable for every idle word and every gossip and slanderous word. 
And so we want to encourage people to not do that. But one of the worst things we can do, especially with people who have gossiped in the past or have been unfaithful to tell the truth, when, when people are, are liars or they've lied in the past, and we listen to lies and listen to gossip and then take that to heart as if this is a trustworthy source, when we personally know the person that's a gossip in high school or at the workplace or wherever it may be is not a trustworthy source, and if we take that news and listen to it, wholeheartedly, then we're actually deceiving ourselves because we are listening to an untrustworthy source individually and then believing that we are being informed about a situation. And that is, that's just foolish. It's a foolish thing to do. It's a foolish way to live. But what happens when it comes to information that we receive at a bigger, bigger scale, bigger level, is we get duped over and over and over again. Now, I'm not saying we're, we're, you know, we can't know somewhat what's happening in the world uh, when it comes to news and, and media outlets. But what, what I want to encourage you with is to think through why it is we don't trust the liar or the gossip that we know that's proven themselves to be a liar or gossip in our lives, but we keep turning that TV on or we look at that news feed and we keep believing the news or the TV as it comes to us, even though we've been lied to over and over and over and over and over. Over. Could I just keep saying over for another infinite million times here? And yet we think we're being informed when we just see the next news line that comes to us or the next headline that comes to us or the next, next outrage thing that comes to us. And I just want to pause and say in the same way that you should exercise wisdom when it comes to listening to the individual gossip or liar about what they're saying and, and walking away from that and being prudent and not just immediately jumping to conclusions based on what they said, I want to plead with you in this latest news cycle about Israel and the Hamas and the Muslims. We know Muslims are evil, correct? And hang on to that because I don't think many of you will outrage at hearing that. Muslims are, are evil and Islam is an evil religion, okay? So we're gonna come back to that here in just a little bit. I'm thinking that not many of you will be shocked by that, okay? And you might be shocked at something that I'm gonna say here in just a little bit. But when we see that, it is just a, a, a knee-jerk reaction to think that the news that I'm receiving is trustworthy. But we know through the last several years and really down through the history of our lives that news and media, they're very much, they're much more like, news and media are much more like that gossipy high school student at the lunch table than they are an accurate report to us in all the matters. They're trying to sell news. They're trying to get views. They're trying to get you to believe what they are telling you. They are funded by the government. They're CIA to get conspiratorial here. They're CIA agents in every in every single branch of, of media. They're everywhere, and we get a curated stream that comes to us via the news, via the stream, and we we should exercise wisdom and caution when we hear any information from news and media. This is basic biblical prudence. We should be wise about our response to what we hear in the news. Okay. Now, when it comes to Israel in particular, when it comes to hearing about what's happening in Israel, what will often happen if there's any violence or anything happening over there is ultimately people will start thinking because we have been so trained and raised up in dispensational theology, we've been thinking that every single thing that happens in Israel is some sort of prophetic fulfillment. And so we wonder, and even those that are not dispensational or not even premillennial, they're just thinking through um, different things, I wonder, you know, in the back of their mind, is this, is this prophetic? Does this have to, have to do with the end times? And then you'll see ver you know, verses floating around. You'll see Psalm 122, verse 6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. And what will end up happening is churches all over the place will be fixated on, and rightly so, when there's violence in any nation, like Ukraine-Russia conflict, we should be praying for uh, protection, for ceasefire, for people to repent of their sins and trust in Jesus and stop being evil and stop being wicked and stop being corrupt, and we want people to know Jesus. 
we should all be praying that there should be peace. But when it comes to this Israel thing, we feel like that this command here is a command to pray for the nation state, Israel, or the actual city of Jerusalem. And that's what's propagated and that's what spread. And so news pops up, there's violence in Israel, violence happening to Israel, the Jews. And then we hear people like Scott Enol, or I can't ever pronounce his last name, however you pronounce Scott's name from G3. And he makes a tweet that says, Israel is God's chosen people. Like, man, okay, are we really still in this place where we're saying that? And apparently there's a lot of people that are saying, okay, and just confusion about, okay, what, what is this? So that comes from a, a dispensational framework, thinking that Israel is still God's chosen people. And I just want you to consider a few passages, and then I want to give you wisdom on this whole conflict and thinking through the nation state Israel or the city of Jerusalem. And how do we obey this? Because it is a command, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. What does that mean? Does that mean pray for the ethnic state, that, that the, the, the actual city of Jerusalem right now and pray for their peace? Or are we talking about the people of God? And we got to ask the question, who are the people of God? Who, who are we praying for here? Is this just pray for the city of people who have rebelled against Christ, who have rebelled against Christianity and pray for their peace? Or are we praying for the people of God? And as we flip to the New Testament, it, it becomes clear. And, and by the way, if you just want to see warnings against slander, just to back up a couple minutes, war, warnings against gossip, just look up a search engine on gossip and slander and just see if those don't apply to news and media and everything we get on Facebook, Twitter, and all this kind of stuff. We don't, listen, they are the modern day gossip. They're just, it's a gossip mag. And this, this is what we are to do as Christians is to avoid gossips or at least receive the information that they give with, with wisdom and prudence, okay? So all of that. Now, let's think through who are the people of God, okay? The people of God are the church, those who are born again. They are children of Israel. That's what Galatians teaches us very, very clearly. We are the people of God. Jesus calls those that don't have faith who were born in the line of Abraham, if they don't have faith, they are uh, children of the devil. John the Baptist said this as well. Just because you are born in the physical bloodline of the Jews doesn't mean you are God's chosen people. In fact, in the Old Testament, uh, we're told, uh, Paul, in referring to what's going on with Israel and, and has Israel rebelled and what about God's promises and all of this, says not all Israel is Israel. We get this from Romans chapter 9. It's very clear. Not all Israel is Israel. There's a line of faith and then there's a line of ethnic Jews. And the question is, do you have faith in the promises of God, which culminates in the Messiah, the coming of the Messiah? Galatians says this very clearly in several different places. I just want to read Galatians chapter 3, verse 7. Here's what it says. Know then that though, that is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. Who are the sons of Abraham? Who are God's chosen people? Those of faith. That is the chosen people of God. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then it is those of faith who are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. If you don't have faith, you have rebelled against Christ, you are not God's chosen person. You're not a part of God's chosen people. If you have not repented of your sins, if you've not trusted in Christ, if you're not of the elect of God, you are not God's chosen people. Who is Jerusalem? Who is Israel? Brothers and sisters, that's us. Galatians chapter 6 says it even more explicitly. Or you can think about Galatians chapter 4, uh, talking about being sons of God. Who are the sons of God? Is that Israel or, or is that Christians? Is that us? That's us. What about chapter 6? Chapter 6 says this. Or you could say in chapter 3 verse 29, by the way. Uh, it is, and if you are in Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Who is Abraham's offspring? Those who are in Christ. The Bible is explicit on this. Abraham's offspring are not those living in Jerusalem right now. It's not Israel 
like the, the bloodline of Adam. It's you and I who belong to Jesus. This is unbelievably clear. This is not like cryptic. This isn't something we have to figure out. This is not the scriptural origami where you're trying to figure out. These are plain passages that tell us who are the children of Abraham, who are the chosen people of God. It's the church. It's those who belong to Christ. It's those of faith that are children of the promise. It's not those in the physical bloodline of Abraham. Jesus and John the Baptist make this explicitly clear. What about Galatians chapter 6? Okay, how about this? In verse 16. And as for those who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. Who is the Israel of God? Well, it's the church. It's those who are in Christ Jesus. This is, this is, uh, this is the people of God. Who is Jerusalem? Who is Israel? You and I, brothers and sisters. Okay, now, let's get to this conflict today and what we should be praying for. What's going on in Israel right now? Okay, I said earlier that Islam is an evil religion. Muslims are evil. Judaism is an evil religion. And Jews are evil. Now, one of those statements doesn't cause many people very much pause. The second statement does cause many people a lot of pause. And in fact, it riles a lot of people up within Christianity, in particular in, in our country, in America. Judaism is a false demonic religion. It, they have rejected Christ, they have rebelled against Christ, and their evil doing is evident. Now, it doesn't mean that one is more evil or less evil than the other. Excuse me, one is more vile. It seems that Muslims are clearly more violent than Jewish people in some ways. But the sexual perversion that's in Jewish in the Jewish world it is rampant like crazy. Look what's happening in Israel when it comes to sexual ethics. It's just wild. They have our, our nations that are, have rebelled against God. They have rejected Christ. Jews are evil and they need Jesus. They need to repent of, of their sins and trust in Christ. And I am brothers and sisters with ethnic Jews. My goodness, we have brothers and sisters in Christ. We have people within our church that are from the, the, the bloodline of Abraham and they are in Christ Jesus. They are actually sons of God through faith in Christ and they are the Israel of God, not because of their bloodline, but because of the blood of Christ. They're counted in Christ Jesus. They are in Christ. They're brothers and sisters. They are the Israel of God. So the Judaism as a religion is not holy, right, or good. They are not God's chosen people. They are in rebellion against God and they have rejected Christ. And here's our responsibility when we hear of violence. We have no obligation to the nation state of Israel, biblically, none. Not as a nation or not as Christians other than the gospel of Jesus Christ. We don't owe them anything except love and Christ. When we see the violence that are happening, it should clearly grieve us, as it should grieve us if we see any of that kind of violence happening anywhere in the world. We don't owe them anything, though, other than pleading that God would be merciful in that, that conflict, that the conflict would stop, and that there would be widespread re revival in Israel, and there would be widespread revival in Muslim countries, because we want Jesus to be glorified and honored by all people everywhere. This is what we want, is for them to repent of their sins and trust in Jesus. These are two evil nations that are warring against one another, and we're wanting Christ to be evident and made, uh, made clear to be the Savior and the King that he is in that conflict. And we want that everywhere in every nook and cranny of the world. We want to declare that Christ is Lord, and we want people to repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So Christian, if you're wondering, okay, what is this? How does this do with prophecy or anything like that? Okay, that's not our concern. Our concern is people know Jesus. Our concern is that people would know Christ that are in front of us, that are around us. And when we see evil anywhere, we want people to repent and trust in Jesus. Wicked nations are full of people that have wicked religion and have rejected and suppressed the truth. And we want people to repent of their sins and trust in Christ, both Jew and Muslim.
That's what we want. And so that's what we should be praying for. I hope this has been helpful. Don't listen to the gossips. Try, try to do all that you can to get many new sources and then respond to that with uh, prudence that the Holy Spirit leads us with and gives us. Okay, guys, hope this has been helpful. Please uh, leave rating, review, and all that kind of stuff. Thanks so much for uh, continuing to tune in. And if you want to be a part of the newsletter, please let me know and I will sign you up. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for listening to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. For more information, you can go to theshepherdscrook.co. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes. And if you want to become a member of the Shepherd's Crook, please message me and we'll get you on the list. We hope you have a great rest of your day.